Hello everybody and uh, welcome back to the series on uh, Jeff Berwick's latest book which uh, talks about the demolition of the USA. We are at uh, the point that says the start of democracy. Almost a third of the US presidents have been Freemasons that the public knows about. Masonic influences came into play at Washington first inauguration with George Washington swearing his oath on a Bible from Jen St. John's Masonic Lodge number one in New York. So what drew a grand total of 14 chief executives, 15 counting LBJ, who was initiated but never raised to become Masons? And where did a secret society that existed from the 1500s and included some of the most powerful men in America disappear to? Robert Cooper, the curator of the Grand Lodge of Scotland and author of the book Cracking the Freemasons Code, denies that it is a secret society. If we're a secret society, how do you know about us? This is a public building. We've got a website a Facebook page, Twitter. We even advertise things in the press, but we're still a secret society running the world. A real secret society is the mafia, the Chinese triads. They are real secret societies. They don't have a public library. They don't have a museum you can wander into. Hey, the Rockefellers, founded the Museum of Modern Art, also known as MOMA or MoMA, and David Rockefeller admitted to his family being part of a new world order, so no secrets there. The dawn of American democracy. The role of Freemasonry and individual Masons prior to and through the American Revolution was that of the destruction of the traditional social and political order based on an authoritarian philosophy and characterized by inequality and privilege. With the victorious end of the American Revolution, Masonic philosophy had, for the first time in history, an opportunity to play a constructive role in the erection of political and social order. It is generally accepted that the founding fathers were responsible for the start of the great American democracy. But what did democracy really mean? The freedom to labor or free labor? Thousands of years earlier, the Greek philosopher Plato used the democratic man to represent democracy. 
The democratic man is the son of the oligarchic man. Unlike his father, the democratic man is consumed with unnecessary desires. Plato describes the necessary desires as desires that we have out of instinct or desires that we have to survive. Unnecessary desires are desires people can teach themselves to resist, such as the desire for riches. Interesting, huh? The democratic man takes great interest in all the things he can buy with his money. Plato believes that the democratic man is more concerned with his money over how he can help the people. He does whatever he wants, whenever he wants to do it, as long as he has free labor. Two centuries ago, at the dawn of the American empire, democracy was necessitated by forests to be cleared, mines to be worked, fields to be plowed, things to be made. It was difficult to find more excuses not to abolish slavery and the wealthy needed workers. By today's standards, the founding fathers were racist, sexist, elitists, who also envisioned a Western expansion of the nation but made no reasonably humane provisions to mitigate the impact that would have on the Native Americans. One could argue that this all happened almost 250 years ago in a society that did not hold the same contemporary attitudes about democracy. The population's expectations of democracy might have changed, but the people who direct and control our freedom have not. They are exactly the same people with exactly the same motivation, free labor and wealth. Remove the fields in which a man can labor or the rewards of his labor, and democracy will disappear. It will be named despotism, and it will generate, degenerate into tyranny, with tyrants stealing and conquering to satiate their desires. This is very much like non-vegans who justify enslaving and taking someone else's life for their own personal pleasure and fake needs because we are not omnivores, it's proven scientifically, and if you are an actual human, you're not non-vegan, you're naturally vegan. But again, you know, addicts with a superiority complex will always try and justify their actions. However, in order to be a fair judge in any situation, we must always see it from the victim's point of view. And we all know that non-vegans are the perpetrators. So, morals, laws, and the Constitution. America has become a society that is managed by moral relativity, meaning 
that the morals that govern the conduct of people are subject to change and interpretation by the conductor of the action. And this is why they justify being non-vegan. When you justify any form of violence, you justify any violence, accept it and own it. So if you want to continue being non-vegan, know that you are part of the problem, you are the same as a pedophile, there is no difference between you and a pedophile, because you both take advantage and harm innocent beings without any right to do so. Mark Pasha's natural law is a set of universal, inherent, objective, objective non-man-made, eternal, and immutable conditions which govern the consequences of behaviors of being with the capacity for understanding the difference between harmful and non-harmful behavior. Think about that. The natural law that Mark Pasho speaks about has no relationship to Darwin's survival of the fittest, the law of the jungle or natural order, which is, by the way, all based on bullshit to fit their agenda. The more a person drifts from an understanding of this, the easier they are to be picked off by the state and coerced into committing unspeakable crimes in the name of peace, justice, or the American way. That's why people who are non-vegan are that much easier to fool because they're already filled with dirt and it's not that hard to put in a little more. It goes back to the hypocrisy of the state where a person that kills another person gets put in a cage unless they were wearing a soldier costume, in which case they will be given a medal because their murderous ways are sanctioned by the state and encouraged provided they are conducting this murder on behalf of the government. This is how non-vegans justify their actions, by the way. It's the same train of thought. 97% of people on the earth are non-vegan. So if you're wondering how the 2020 hoax happened, if you are non-vegan, go look in the mirror. According to the sales pitch of the American military, as long as they were committing this crime while wearing a uniform, they are covered in a legal sense by the government, their government. Whether they are absolved of any eternal damnation by whoever they think makes the call on these sorts of issues relating to their soul is up for debate. And that's where I will tell you, non-vegans, that this is where all your arguments fall. Who are you or anyone to decide which species have a right to live and live freely and which don't? And this is all your arguments is based on. You are nothing but addicts 
with a superiority complex. That's where you are at right now. Your behavior is that of an addict with a superiority complex. So own it if that's where you are. You will eventually grow out of it because we're all growing. I just hope you do it faster than others think for your own benefit and the benefit of all of those you harm with your poor, selfish, non-vegan choices. This strongly links to one of the characteristics of the fall of the Roman Empire mentioned earlier in this book, with so many enemies rising up against the state, including its oppressed slave labor, who are finally waking up to the power within their numbers, Rome struggled to marshal enough troops and resources to defend its frontiers from local rebellions. Because they could not recruit enough soldiers from the Roman citizenry, the emperor began hiring foreign mercenaries to prop up their armies. The ranks of the legions eventually swelled with Germanic Goths and other barbarians, so much so that Romans began using the Latin word barbarus in place of soldier. Back to today's U.S. laws, regulations, morals, and ethics have all become relative, with no greater example than the Constitution of the United States, which is supposed to be the foundation of our American government. The Constitution, written in 1787, is the supreme law of the land, because no law may be passed that contradicts its principles. No person or government is exempt from following it. Except this is not true. Take the example of the corona pandemic, which has seen an object disregard of the First Amendment of the United States Constitution. The outbreak has conveniently provided the perfect opportunity for the state to wholly disregard and actively demolish the American people's rights to freedom of expression, assembly, and the right to petition. One example of this has been the deliberate and government-sanctioned censorship of any news, videos, and social posts that do not agree with the official agenda and story. And I want to break one moment here saying that's why all of you who have worn and wear masks are complete sheep and morons who don't have any real respect for all those people who suffer of serious panic attacks because of those masks that, by the way, do not protect you, do not protect anybody, put you in danger, and on top of it, make everybody else around you uncomfortable. So all of you, again, non-vegans, all of you sheeple, you are the cause of the pandemic 2020. You are, because you allowed it to happen, and you didn't give a fuck about who you were hurting. Think about that the next time you put on your mask. Despite this grossly contravening the First Amendment Act that guarantees freedom of oppression, uh, sorry, (laughs) freedom of expression, not oppression, but that was funny, by prohibiting Congress 
from restricting the press or the rights of individuals to speak freely. YouTube and Facecrap, all of the shitty platforms you are all still on, by the way, shame on you people, you all are deciding to stay on the platforms. You can come on DLive, you can come on good platforms that don't ban, but you choose to keep on those shitty platforms. And so, if you want to hear the truth, you need to go on library now. You need to go on DLive. And Twitch still has been better than the others, but we know they nerf us truthers. Because when you see shitty, scammy streamers having thousands of followers, and then you see people actually put out truth, not having that many followers, it's pretty clear what's happening here. It's easy to manipulate programs. As Dr. Shiva showed how they manipulated the elections. There is no democracy in the USA. And make no mistake, the USA is about to collapse. You're about to become a third world country. And I just hope that all of those countries you hurt when you felt you were strong and superior to others, well, I hope they have a little more maturity than you did and don't give you back what you deserve. Because if they do, you're screwed all the way. And Canada is not much better, so. I'm not speaking from higher grounds or anything, but I didn't cause all of this. I haven't been on holiday for 20 years. I have lived in poverty. I've worked really hard. I've given a lot of help to people who needed the help. And I have taken a lot of shit from rich fucks who could have paid me properly, but never did because, well, they are rich fucks for a reason. So I am a person of the people. And unlike a lot of you lazy fucks, I have never taken money from the government until this very year because I truly had to. And I still get no support for anything that I do on my streams, by the way. I get tiny support compared to all the skanks, male and female out there, who get tons of support from all of you. You support the shields, you don't support real truthers. This is why. But what can you expect? 97% of people are not vegan. So clearly, you are not in your right mind. And that's the end of the story, right? So here we have a little more book to read, because here you get my two cents, not just a book. If you just want a book, buy it. Put some money into it, guys. Another example of laws being qualified at will and whim is, of course, when the signing of the Patriot Act normalized the US government's mass surveillance powers. Well. That's right. Directly violating the Fourth Amendment, which says the government cannot conduct a search without obtaining a warrant and showing probable cause to believe that the person has committed or will commit a crime. Are you scared yet? The Constitution is out of date and out of time. The word democracy appears nowhere in the Constitution. And when it pops up in comments of the framers of the Constitution, it is almost always a reference to the importance of guarding the new republic against the dangers of too much democracy. Open your eyes, sheep, for a change. You say yes to any form of violence, you say yes to all. Executive power. Let me try that again. Executive power. 
The greatest structural problem of the Constitution is the control exerted by a small elite class which bans policy in the elite's favor at the expense of the majority. Elite control was built into the Constitution from the start. Its first act, ensuring the survival of slavery through the power reserved to the slave states. It took the Civil War to end it, and the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments to overrule the Three-Fifth Compromise. The biggest advantage of a democratic republic over monarchy slash aristocracy is that the rulers would resemble the public and thus make decisions appropriate for the populace. <laughs> the solution? Build in the two-party system which is designed to perpetuate a status quo benefiting a small plutocracy. No matter who the voters choose, the elitists win because the election system has only two states, both of which are constructed by and acceptable to the plutocrats. The five principles of today's democracy could be considered the consent of the governed, representative government, individual rights, the rule of law, and the system of checks and balances. If a person believes these principles can all be checked, they should stop reading immediately. They, their mind has already been altered, and their brain has been eaten. They should watch some TV instead. Well, if you are still non-vegan, and you're still trying to justify it and defend your position, you should also stop listening, because clearly you have no brain left, and you certainly are not heart-centered. Founding of the Federal Reserve. People might have wondered about where these controllers get all their money. Well, there is your money, of course, and then there is stolen old money and crooked new money, popularly referred to as foundations, estates, and trusts. So for all of you who wonder why I can't stand trust fund babies, it's because unlike most of you, I have a brain and I don't use it just to pat between my two ears. My dad made mistakes, but I have to give him one thing. He taught us well that our brain is not just there for padding, it's there to be used. And if you are unable to come to your own conclusions from direct experience, your opinions are worth shared because you're basing them on second-hand information. See, I have been in healing for a long time. I was a young little kid. I was before I was seven, to be precise. I say seven just because it's easier of a number for most of you low-frequency beings to remember. Yes, I'm making fun of you. I am using the same tactics you have used 
to others to enslave them, make them feel like shit, and to justify the fact that you're non-vegan or that you are a manager making more money over other people. Any kind of enforcer is a sheep. Any kind of non-vegan who, after being exposed to the truth, still tries to defend his position, his, her position, I'm sorry, it's just showing in facts who you truly are. You are just showing that you give a shit about nobody, not even yourself, because you're willing to eat shit and maintain your own addictions over learning the truth and doing the right thing. So I'll end this episode here. I've given you enough truth and bashing for one episode. But someone has to tell you lovingly that what you're doing is not only hurting everybody around you, it's hurting yourself. And you're only doing it because you just don't want to go in front of a mirror and seeing the truth of what's been happening. Being vegan means that when you find out that your actions are hurting someone else, you change them, you rectify. That's what being vegan means. It's not about making mistakes while you don't realize. It's about correcting your behavior once you do realize. And it's hard to believe that any of you haven't realized by now, considering there's tons of documentaries out there available for free online that you can watch and educate yourselves by yourselves and seeing the truth. And even from a logical, simple logical perspective, you must realize that taking someone else's life is not and never was a personal choice. So stop trying to impose your own crap on other beings. Their life is not yours to take. Period. All the best. Love and light. And I don't hate you. I know you're doing this just because you don't know any better yet. And I'm just merely trying to help you see the truth so you can have a better life and you can jump on the right train and help us be the solution 